0: Hi, Peter Alsop here again with my Songs to Chew podcast. Today we'll play another song from my River of Life album. It's called Me and You. There are probably a hundred songs with that title, Me and You or You and Me. That's kind of the essence of a dyad relationship, right? I wrote this after trying to explain to a friend of mine why I held a certain opinion about something. I don't remember what it was, but he interrupted me and said, Sounds like you just want me to see it your way and do what you want me to do. I wanted to see it my own way. I looked at him. It was clear that he was not interested in hearing my explanation. It was like he was afraid that I was going to talk him out of what he thought. And that really was not my intention. I simply wanted him to understand why I had arrived at the opinion I held. And then I wanted to hear why he held his opinion, different than mine. Not to argue with him, but to understand how he'd come to a different conclusion than I did after looking at the same facts. I didn't want to talk him out of doing something his own way. I wanted to have a dialogue about what we were seeing differently. I was totally open to learning some new information from him and changing my opinion, but he didn't seem to know that. So I said, you don't need to see it my way if you can just see my way. I want you to understand why I hold the opinion I have, why I do things the way I do. But you certainly don't have to do anything my way. And he stopped and thought and said, oh, Okay. And then he listened. And then I listened to him. When you really listen to someone else, it's called deep listening. We had a really good conversation, and each of us left with some new information to consider. So, the first thing I thought about when I was alone was, i got to write a song about this so other people can figure out how to do this too. With so much political dissension going on and so many people afraid that they'll lose privilege or power or their ability to be in charge if they don't get their way, Deep listening is exactly what we need these days. So, from my River of Life album, here's Me and You.
1: If you've been through what I've been through If you grew up like me Then you would do what I do Instead of what you do, you see If what happened to you happened to me Then I'd know your world, it's true that's scary for me. Maybe you agree. My way is scary for you. You don't need to see it my way. If you can see my way, can you find some part of you when you see me? I don't need to see it your way. If I can see your way, show me what you want me to see. When we know we're right, then the other one's wrong. No one's gonna win this war. I thought a lot, and I wrote this song. Been down this road before. There's no way out when we yell and shout We know this fight is no fun We may seem different but we act the same Nothing changes, nothing gets done You don't need to see it my way If you can see my way Can you find some part of you when you see me? And I don't need to see it your way I can see your way to so show me what You want me to see If you see my way And you see me And I need to try your shoes It might not fit But I'm gonna sit here and listen until you're through I hear your story and you hear mine Gotta come up with something new It's only gonna stop if we find a way comes down to me and you Don't need to see it my way If you can see my way Can you find some part of you when you see me? I don't need to see it your way If I can see your way Please show me what you want me to see It's me and you Just you and me
0: One of the many life lessons I've learned is that the opposite of love isn't hate, it's fear. When we're afraid of something, it's really hard to act in a loving way. So when we want to deep listen to someone else, we really have to work to let go of being afraid that we won't get our own way. We can think of it as making an effort to try to solve a puzzle together. I like to use the word puzzle instead of problem because we so often run into problems that we feel can't be solved. That's exactly why I use the word puzzle because it holds within it the concept that it can be solved. We just haven't found the right puzzle piece yet. We know it's here somewhere, so we just have to keep looking. And the missing piece we're looking for is called an agreed-upon resolution. And of course it's okay to disagree. That may be where we pause for right now. But even though we disagree, that doesn't mean we can't keep looking for that lost puzzle piece and find some sort of reasonable resolution to try out, with the hope of changing our difficult situation. When we struggle to find a resolution, one of the most common roadblocks we run into is our binary ways of thinking. Binary, from the word bi, like bicycle or bifocals, it means two, and usually refers to two polar opposites, like black and white or up and down, good, bad, left, right, and in the case of arguments, right and wrong. And for some reason, studies show that our male brains really like the simple, clear image we get from a binary view of things. Yes, us men tend to do this more than women. And that's one of our biggest roadblocks we run into when we are looking for an agreed-upon resolution. Because if I'm right and you don't see it my way, then you must be wrong. And no guy wants to be in the position of being wrong. Then we have to argue that we're not wrong. We're right. And we're misunderstood. And we have to argue with another dude who believes that if he agrees with me now, then he must have been wrong in the first place. And he's never going to do that, right? I mean, correct? So... It's not even the content of the discussion that creates the problem, it's the inability of the people arguing to see that when we hold possessions of being either right or wrong, we're already setting ourselves up to have an unresolvable conflict, a problem. However, if we think of ourselves as simply being in a process where we're trying to figure out how to tweak what we've got with the hope of arriving at a plan that might work for both of us, we then have a much better chance of achieving a successful outcome. There are so many old tropes or models for human interaction that we have learned and that we carry in our heads and hearts that influence our day-to-day lives. They were planted when we were growing up and immersed in the cultures and values surrounding us. We absorbed all the little nuances of our family's lives and interactions. For instance, our binary ways of seeing the world around us starts even before we're born when our family members and friends start asking our moms, is it a boy or a girl? Do you know yet? What do you think? Blue blankets or pink? And this over and over again. We hear childhood stories and see movies and television shows where everyone is simply a bad guy or a good guy. And the bad guy always tells the good guy, You better start seeing it my way or there's going to be trouble. Or the dad puts his foot down and says to his son, Hey kid, listen up and get this straight. It's my way or the highway. This is why it's so important to understand how we are each affected by the words and concepts we use to describe our lives and activities. For instance, if we use the language that we are in a fight, well, it's a given that one of us will win and one of us will lose because that's what happens in a fight, right? But instead, if we set it up that we are both struggling to find a resolution, we're struggling together, and it's no longer a you win, I lose situation. We don't have to be adversarial and fight each other. Instead, we can listen to each other, see the other person's way, discover their nobility of purpose, then work together to find an agreed-upon resolution to our puzzle. I learned about listening to someone else's nobility of purpose from a great Native American teacher and presenter, Dr. Terry Tafoya. I had the privilege of working with him many, many years ago, and he pointed out that if we are to understand why other people act the way they do, we need to understand their nobility of purpose, the reasons why they do what they do. Once we understand, even if we would never support that kind of behavior or find it to be noble in any way, at least we begin to know who they are, to see how this behavior developed and why they hold it as important to them. And we begin to notice things about them that are like us. When we are listened to, we feel that we've been seen by another. We are not insignificant and invisible and expendable. So by deep listening to others, we plant seeds of possibility that our communications with them will open up and allow and encourage changes and growth to happen in our relationship. When I wrote this song, I imagined two heads of state using some of the deep listening skills that the song models. Negotiators who know how to deep listen can create a non-adversarial atmosphere where two sides can figure out how best to resolve a conflict. When people don't feel coerced or afraid of being forced to change because the other side is more powerful than they are, when both sides understand what's at stake for the other side and they care enough about a long-term resolution, then no one forces anyone else to do it their way. At one of my All for Adults concerts, I asked a couple of my musician friends to pick out one of my songs to perform. Rick Ellis and Marnie Harold decided to do this song together as a duo with the man singing a verse and the woman singing a verse, and then both singing the last verse together. I hadn't even thought about it as a teaching tool for domestic coupleships, but it worked great. Hopefully, some of our chewing on this song has been helpful for you as well. I want to thank Greg Hilfman for engineering and playing all the instruments that I don't, and my old friend Shelby Flint for her gorgeous background vocals. Our next episode of Songs to Chew will be another song from my River of Life album. You can check out all my albums and videos and songs at peteralsop.com. Please share with your friends. Thanks so much for stopping by. I'm Peter Allsop. See you next week.